Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of God's Lemonade Stand. I'm so happy you guys tuned in today. Man, let me tell you, it's already December, the year's already about to finish. It's crazy, it's coming too fast. But you know, I'm excited for this next year. I'm excited to see what it brings. So let's just jump right into it today. We're going to have a wonderful song by the Spring Meadows worship team, and then Pastor Alex is going to give us a worship thought. But before that, I want to share a verse with you guys. And this is just a verse that I came across this past week, and it touched me. So it's found in Jeremiah 31, verse 33, and I'm going to read it for you guys here. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So God here is talking about a new covenant that he's going to make. And, you know, the old covenant was just with the house of Israel. And then the new covenant covenant is with whoever believes, you know. Uh, the old covenant was based on many sacrifices for the remission of sins. The new covenant is based on one sacrifice that paid for all of our sins. So God is talking about a new covenant here where he's going to write the law, his law in our minds and in our hearts. And that that reminds me of another verse where it says, Blessed is the man, this is in Psalms 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. That's just such a beautiful picture that this blessed person is constantly thinking about the law and just delighting in it not not just thinking about it not thinking about what he can or can't do just delighting in it and then God says here back in Jeremiah 31 that with this law they will be able to call themselves my children and I will call them I will be their God and that's just such a beautiful family picture that that we get to enjoy here of being called God's children and at the same time him being happy to be our father. So without further ado, let's get right into it. And this is a beautiful song. Enjoy. Let me be filled with kindness and compassion for the one. The one for whom you love and gave your son for humanity increase my love help me to love with open arms like you do a love that erases all the lines and sees the truth you loved us from the homeless to the famous and in between you formed us you made us carefully cause in the end we're all your children 
Thank you for that awesome song, and now let's hand it over to Pastor Alex for our worship thought. This is Pastor Alex, and I'm just so delighted to be with you today. The story is told that one day a beggar by the roadside asked for alms. He asked for alms from Alexander the Great as he passed by. The man was poor and wretched and had no claim upon the ruler, no right even to lift a soliciting hand. Yet the emperor threw him several gold coins. A courtier was astonished at his generosity and commented, Sir, copper coins would adequately meet a beggar's need. Why give him gold? Alexander responded in royal fashion, copper coins would have suit the beggar's need, but gold coins suit my giving. There are over 508 times that we find the word receive in the Bible. This topic of receiving must cause us to pause and consider the most important part, who is the giver? What is it where receiving is important, but even more important, who is giving? We often think we are not worthy to receive gifts, but that's the point. We don't accept a gift because we are worthy in some way or because we have earned it. That's the opposite of a gift. If it were earned or if we were worthy, it wouldn't be a gift. I've had the privilege for many years to explain the simplicity of the gospel to children. And I've asked the question about birthdays. I've asked them, what did you do in order to earn receiving gifts on your birthday? (laughs) I love to hear the children's different responses. Some of their answers are really silly. But kids usually end up realizing that they did nothing to earn or deserve the gifts they receive. They did nothing to be born. They were just born. That's why they are given gifts. If they had done something to earn it, it would be a wage, not a gift. I think it's because the older we get, the more we have believed the old adage that says nothing is free. I think that's why we struggle with receiving. But you see, the beauty of the gospel is just that, that the most important is free, and that is salvation. Our job is not to earn it. Our job is not to do anything for it other than to receive it. Scripture points us to Matthew chapter 10, verses 5 to 8. Jesus sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions. 
Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy and cast out demons. And then Jesus says this last important part. Give as freely as you have received. We've often focused on giving. But how can we focus on receiving? Receiving the gift of salvation. Receiving the gift of God's presence in our lives day after day. So it is my prayer today that you will consider the giver. That you will consider God wants to give you gold, not copper. Receive his gift and be blessed. Is that too long? Well, that concludes today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll see you back next week for another episode of God's Lemonade Stand. Have a great week. Yes, Jesus loves me.